Today on the Zabecast, Johnny Football has begun his comeback. What are the odds he ever makes it back to Sundays again? Notorious J.A.Y. joins us. Forget dream teams, it's LeBron and the Expendables, which might be the best story of the NBA season if it continues. All that, plus we're on to Aruba. For Bill Belichick and his trophy girlfriend, you got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Thanks for lending me your data stream today. I aim to please and, of course, to entertain. So let's get to it. Thursday, Feb 15, 2018. And I just got to say that I was watching on Wednesday night the men's downhill on NBC, the Olympic men's downhill. And I can say without any reservation that that is one of the great sports delicacies ever. It's just Fantastic. To me, it's hypnotizing to watch. It's awe-inspiring. It's incredible. Even if the downhill does not include a lot of spills and chills and wrecks and everything else, it just is an awesome event to watch. Both the men's and the women's downhill because, frankly, they look just about the same. And the speed at which even the women are traveling and the daredevilness of their downhill event is amazing. And I believe they still are on two different courses. Maybe wrong about that. I'm going to have to check myself, but both events are fantastic. And I know that there is a regular ski season. I know that I think still some of the networks carry regular non-Olympic skiing events on television. It seems like ABC would always have some World Cup skiing event from Lausanne, Switzerland, in the middle of the day, on a weekend, in the dead of winter, once football was over, that I'd come you know, clicking through and go, oh, look at this, what, what, what's going on here? But the Olympics, of course, the biggest one, and it is, it's fantastic. The technology now with the super high-definition cameras and the super slow-mo and the, uh, the zip-wire cams that they use, I don't think they use drones on the course because they make noise, number one, and number two, they can crash. I think they pre-rigged the course with wires that use kind of like the stadium fly cams, the spider cams, if you will, over the course. But the angles they can get now and the clarity of the pictures to show the incredible stresses and the amazing skiing prowess of these elite, amazing athletes is pretty cool. It takes having been on skis once or twice in your life. It takes knowing what it's like to ski, and I don't know what the percentage of the general population is that has ever skied before. It is a sport that is not cheap. There's certainly that. But it's also not a sport that you have to be super rich to participate in. You can you know, go learn to ski and go pick up skis, go to the local you know, humble ski hill near you, as long as you don't live in Kansas or somewhere like that, and uh, you have no hills around you to go to. Uh, but you can you can pick up the sport, you can learn it, you can get into it. You don't have to spend a million bucks. You can if you want, but you got to kind of like it. You got to kind of appreciate it. You kind of get the feel for it on the skis and go, I like this. This is cool. I personally think I'm retired from skiing because I'm at the age where all I know is that I'm going to break something. I'm going to hurt something. And 
it's nice. It's enjoying. It's invigorating to go skiing. The last time I went was 2000 and, oh, I want to say 13, 2013, 2014 with my, uh, with the family and the youngest daughter was very much into it at the time. She's not so much into it now and I'm really not pushing her to go skiing again, but we went up to Smuggler's Notch in Vermont and it was a, it was a lovely resort. The only problem was it did not have a single high speed chairlift and they build it in their brochures as skiing the way it was meant to be there's no rush you're on vacation enjoy a nice easy ride up the mountain on a traditional two-seated chairlift with friends and family and blah 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 to which i say yeah no Don't bullshit me. You don't want to invest in high-speed detachable lifts like most modern resorts have. And nobody likes waiting that long. The lines are longer. You start getting bored on the chairlift going, geez, this thing is going slow. And you don't get as much skiing out of it. So other than that, I did like Smuggler's Notch overall. But back to the downhill. So if you've skied before ever and you have skied steep, areas before you understand what that's like if you've ever skied a hill in which you're like oh i don't know if you've ever been on skis and you've gotten going a little bit fast and started to lose control just a bit you know that feeling you know that sensation you know what it takes you know what it must take for these elite guys going 75 fucking miles an hour down the hill down steep terrain that on tv eh, doesn't look that bad right If you were to ever see the actual trails they use for downhills, (laughs) I I know that I think I saw one once at some resort I was at that it had a a major downhill event, and I just looked at it. I didn't go down it. I just looked at it, and I said, get the fuck out of here. It's an amazing event. I love watching it. I don't have a result right now because I am pre-taping this first segment uh, on Wednesday night, so a a a little bit of an inside look here. Good event. I can't wait for the women. Can't wait to watch Lindsey Vaughn. More on her coming up later in the show today in the Zabecast. Johnny Manziel comeback. It is on. He is going to be participating in the Spring League. Yeah, the Spring. What? What? What's who's Spring League? Uh, USFL Spring League? No, they're shut down. The NFL's Spring League? No, they don't. They don't have one. The Canadian Football Spring League? No. I told you he's coming back in the Spring League. What's that? The Spring League. Oh, what's that? It's a league that runs for about three weeks from late March to early April, and it involves four teams total, and they play two doubleheaders, and that's it. Johnny Manziel announced this on Wednesday, and this is part of his comeback. He wants to make a comeback. It's a league in which... It's kind of like a super long shot, last chance. Okay, you, you say you want to play organized football professionally, show us something. And apparently some guys have either gone to play in the spring league or have come out of this so-called spring league. I think it's only a couple of years old. Even Darren Ravel, though, had not heard of it. I would imagine this is not unlike perhaps setting up camp with a, you know, a, 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 a production. Let's say you were setting up camp with a Broadway-type production. We're going to do Hello, Dolly, and Rent. 
and we're going to get actors and actresses that think they can be on Broadway, and we're going to practice these plays for two weeks, and then we're going to put them on, and we're going to send the tape to all the major producers on Broadway. And who knows? Maybe you will be the next uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Not likely, but maybe. Anyway, good for Johnny Manziel. I can't say I'm pulling for him. I'm not pulling against him. I really don't care. I think he had his shot. I think he blew his shot. And I think it's a very long odds. Any team ever says, you know what? You're the guy. Not only do we trust you to run our offense and to win games and to not fuck things up badly when we're trying to win out in the NFL, one of the hardest things to do, but we also trust you to not be an asshole as our starting quarterback and get in trouble and punch your girlfriend or get drunk somewhere or you know test positive for drugs. That's a whole other level of, hey, if he's going to be your quarterback in the NFL, you got to trust him. He's got to be like the CEO of his own company. And I think Johnny Manziel still, even though he's getting treated for bipolar disease uh, and taking medication for it, he is a long way away from that. One other thing before we get Jay on the horn here. It's another case of where is the line of what you can say without consequence and what you can say. I think I know the line. I'm constantly reassessing in my head what the line is. I know the line is shrinking in radio and sports commentary as to what you can and can't say. But you never quite know. And, of course, context and inflection are always very important. Uh, One word can sink you, though, if it's just the wrong word. So you've got to be very careful about your words. And luckily for me, I've always tried to be as good with my words, as accurate with my words. I love hearing about and learning words that I've never heard before going, ooh, that's a perfect word. That's the word I'm looking for. One word is all it takes. The parent company for San Francisco radio station KNBR, that'd be Cumulus Broadcasting, has fired Patrick Connor after he called 17-year-old Chloe Kim, snowboard gold medalist, a, quote, hot piece of ass. Now, he didn't just say that Chloe Kim's a hot piece of ass. He was part of a larger commentary. I'll read you the whole commentary, but this is only my point, is that the offending chunk is going to get, yoink, taken out of context and held up for the rest of the world to tut, tut at. Connor made the comments on Tuesday, not on Cumulus or his station KNBR, but he made them on Barstool Sports' dialed in with Dallas Braden program on Sirius XM which he co-hosts with, yes, former Major League pitcher, Dallas Braden. Said Connor, quote, her 18th birthday is April 23rd, and the countdown is on, baby, because I got my Wooderson going. That's what I like about them high school girls. He would go on to say she's fine as hell. If if she was 18, you wouldn't be ashamed to say that she's a little hot piece of ass. And she is. She's adorable. I'm a huge Chloe Kim fan. I don't know how old Patrick Connor is. I guess I should have looked that up. It doesn't really matter, per se. Connor, of course, took to Twitter quickly to issue an apology, but it didn't work. Hmm. When have apologies ever saved anyone's ass? Never. Here's what I think he could have changed it to say, and I think he would have been safe. I don't know, but I think he would have been safe. He could have said, she's fine as hell, she's a total smoke show, and she's adorable. I'm a huge Chloe Kim fan. I wish I was 18 years old again and had a chance to ask her out because she's totally my type. Sadly, I'm not 18, and she could be my daughter someday, 
so maybe I should just stop. I think that would have been perfectly safe. I don't think you can say piece of ass. It's objectifying and it's demeaning, even though guys say that stuff all the time. In private, of course. Public setting, you you can't say that. Now, women could say about men, a particularly cute athlete, like Tom Brady, he's still a hot 40-year-old piece of ass. It's different, though. The rules are different. We accept that. I accept that. I understand that. And because she is only 17 and not legal, then you have to steer especially clear of it. Oh, by the way, the legal age in Alabama is 16. I also think that's insanely young. One word, hot piece of ass, or one quick little phrase. I think he could have gone around everything with it. Total smoke show, would love to date her. She is underaged. I'm way older, so it's not me, but I can see it in her. Good for her, great Olympian. I think all that would have worked. It's just that one little nugget that'll push the hot button. Next thing you know, boom, done. Of course, there were plenty of blogs, awful announcing and deadspin that were quick to jump on it and hold it up and send it around and get advertisers rocking back and forth, call the station to go, I can't believe you got this guy on the air. So a suspension or sensitivity training was not going to do. You had to have a scalp. You had to fire the guy. It's like the WEEI host who said that Brady's daughter was a little pissant. Now, I don't know if he's been reinstated or just suspended. Had he said about Brady's daughter that she was a little brat in this one episode of the Tom Brady Facebook show, which, is anyone watching that still? It's like, it was real big right before the Super Bowl. It was going to be really big if he had won it, but he didn't. So I still want to go watch some of those episodes. If he had said he was a li- that his daughter was being a little brat, then I think you survived that. I think that's not that big a deal. If you think you said Brady's daughter was being a little diva or even a little Miss Terror Queen, I think you can get by with all that. It's the word pissant, which when you look up the definition is not nearly that offensive, but it has the prefix piss, and people don't use it. It's like an 18th century word. It sounds worse. It sounds meaner than just saying his daughter was being a little brat. And, of course, you could have softened it with, you know, his daughter was being a little uh, terror queen, and I know because I've got one of them as a father. That would be even better. That said, traditional sports radio is probably going to keep sinking towards Mike Greenberg levels of dialogue because it's really the only safe place and people want to keep their jobs, understandably. It'll be boring, it'll be drab, and I think that is where it's all heading. Of course, myself, having a 15-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old daughter, you know, my perspective is different. Now look, I'm not going to claim that I am some prude that doesn't look at a young woman and go, hmm, boy, look at that beautiful young woman. Be crazy if anyone said, I can't, you know, I can't believe you think that way. It's only a natural thing, you know, to at least to to be able to have eyes for beauty and youth, even though you know as a middle-aged married man, father of two, you can look, but you can't touch. And you sure as hell are never going to be with that person. And you're never going to be young again either. But having two daughters of this age, I see in, in almost all young women up to like the age of 27, I see too much of my daughter. And I bet when my daughters become 27 and 29, I will see the same things in them. So I'll probably have to keep adjusting sort of my eyes for 
you know, young beauty, like, man, mm-mm-mm. I'm probably going to have to keep that 10 years ahead, give or take, of what my daughter's ages are. Don't know. Can't say for sure. That's just the feeling I get. Got to give my man, Notorious J.A.Y., some new music every week. One of the great songs of all time, and it was not commissioned specifically for The Sopranos. It's actually just a song by a group. I forget what it's called, Jay, but anyway, welcome. Got yourself a gun? Yeah, I think I could look it up, but I, I once thought they must have made this just for the show, The Sopranos. No, no, that David Chase and whoever found it and said, this is our song. Perfect. No, no. Anyway, hello, Notorious J.A.Y. We've got a busy docket of things to talk about today. Busy including show. Busy show, including follow-up from last week with the Jennifer Lawrence versus Margot Robbie draft, pre-draft combine reporting. That got some run on uh, Twitter. I'm happy about that. <laughs> got some love on it Twitter. Got some, it got some run and love on Twitter. People finding gifts of both women in, in short bursts going, come on. Look at this YouTube highlight of Jennifer Lawrence. Tell me she's not the hottest thing going. Can I say this again? Yeah. I would not kick Margot Robbie out of bed for eating crackers. No, but you said you but, would draft but, Lawrence over Margot Robbie, and many are not, saying that's, that's a mistake. Saying, that's not saying Margot Robbie is not a POA. <laughs> I'm saying I would draft Jennifer Lawrence first. There's a lot of reasons. Okay, we'll get like, into that yes. in a bit. Let's start with the new LeBron team. And what your thoughts on it are, because two games in against two quality opponents, they've looked awesome. And I think if LeBron can ride what I'm calling LeBron and the Expendables, the exact opposite (laughs) of a dream team. Like, all these other dream teams, like the Warriors and now the Rockets, Jay, they're going one direction. This is now totally the opposite. Like, let's get a bunch of other spare parts. And don't at me about, oh, Jordan Clarkson's a way better player than you know. You're just not a big NBA fan. They're still spare parts. They're not elite max deal players. But and they, yet, they are do-your-job guys, which yes. is what you have to have. They are do-your... This team is probably now going to win the East by about 10 games. <laughs> They're going to run away with it because everybody knows their role. There's nobody... There's, there's no Isaiah Thomas, who, by the way... Does he talk way too much for somebody who oh, yeah. has not had a great – do you want to say shut the fuck up? Yeah, shut the fuck up because yeah. he thinks he's hot shit. He had, and by the way, he had a great second half of the season last year. We cannot deny that. One of the best I've seen in a while. Right. He was a, he was a viable MVP candidate. And I'm sorry he got hurt. I'm so sorry what happened to his family. Right. But that said – But shut the I, fuck up. Right. I call him Shrimpy McShooterson. That guy who, who is, can't play defense. Right. Shrimpy McShooterson, who wants to have the ball all the time. And he was shocked when he went to Cleveland and found out that LeBron was kind of like the alpha there and was talking down to him, according to sources close to Chris Broussard, your favorite NBA insider. <laughs> Chris <laughs> I get everything wrong, but yet I'm still. And then who is worse, NBA insiders or NFL insiders? We are three weeks uh, away from the Super Bowl's age. We still don't know what happened. On the yeah, where's the, the butler benching? Where, where no, no. are the insiders? Right. Where's, why is Jake Glazer not coming with something? You know why what? has Why has uh, um, 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 Chris Morton? Is he still Chris uh, Mortensen? Yeah. He, okay. Why hasn't he done something? Nobody's done anything. I don't know. They're working on voidable years. 
for Adam Vinatieri's contract or something that's not interesting to anybody. But so, the NBA guys are almost the only guy who has stuff is is Windhorses. Yeah. No, that's not true. That said, do you like the NBA now with all of its constant high school drama of who gets along with who, what beefs are going on? You got this wall versus Gortat beef with the Wizards where they apparently sat down to clear the air. It's I like it, but I'm worried that the league is right on the edge of becoming a complete joke if they I don't. I love the curve NBA it. right now. This is the best the league NBA, has been. I no, the best NBA Better I've than seen the Jordan years since since <laughs> I was going to say that. The the players are so much better. There are so many. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Whoa. What do you mean, whoa? Whoa. See, I'm, I'm not the guy who's going to look back and go, the 80s were was so much. No. There are a lot of guys <laughs> in the 80s who could not play. Do you think Kevin McHale could play right now? Who would Kevin McHale? No, Kevin McHale, could, could he play Giannis? I just Hell say, no. I just say, whoa, because... I would have taken you to be oh an old school no one no, of the old school no, guys no I'm They're glad right now basketball uh, yeah. is a hundred yes. times better the players are yes. bigger stronger faster yes. they're more you, skilled right do you know how many times I had to have this argument with Andy and Tom Lavero who still think that George Mikan could play in the league today and, 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 and they, Tom Lavero whose favorite show still is the Rockford Files we can <laughs> listen to him <laughs> are you kidding me no but Andy was the same way he just does not want to recognize basic athletic evolution and my argument for anyone who's still of that mindset of well you know so and so could play today sure he'd have to adapt his game but he would pick it up quickly and you know basketball you're not play i point to the crossover factor how many crossovers did you see in the 1980s? Way less. Like, Sherman Douglas was one of the first guys I remember that had a killer crossover. You're like, damn, that's a sweet move. Hey, but I was doing a crossover in 87. Oh, you were, And huh? I, remember, I remember this vividly. Were you doing one in 83, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, remember, seriously. Go back done, and watch vintage no, you know, NBA you're right. footage. You're right. And no, then, you're, no, you're and right. With a clicker. With a clicker in your hand. Count the number of crossovers. Count the number of through-the-legs crossovers. Count the number of behind-the-back dribbles. That's uh, the point of athletic evolution, that these guys are getting faster, leaner, stronger, better, they still can't do some things for shit like shoot free throws, but that's a whole different story. There is a show on NBA TV. It's called Center Court, and they have it's with Barkley, Chris Webber, Isaiah, and a bunch of Chris, uh, um, 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 uh, Steve Smith. It's a bunch of okay. guys, and they talk about stuff. And they had an old episode of unguardable moves. And I'm not. I'm, I'm shitting you not. All right. Them. How about the uh, Hakeem Elijahwan? That fadeaway. was one. The Hakeem. They okay. had the the, the uh, skyhook by the, of course by Kareem unguardable. But Isaiah Thomas said there was a player in the '80s who played for the Wizards, Saban. Oh Jesus! He could not guard. The I Bradford give you, Smith. No, I'll give you two more guesses. You will Tom never. Tom Gugliotta. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Lee Dell Eccles. No. He Mark said, Allery. He said Steve Coulter. Had a move. Steve Coulter, New Mexico State. I'm going to look that up while you talk. Go he ahead. He said Steve Coulter had a move. It was called the crooked leg. That he would drive, stop on the on the opposite leg, and put the ball behind his back. And he said he would give him and Joe Dumars the blues. Wow. Yes. So there were so many moves that we and, – and Isaiah was one of the only few who had a, hit a crossover and he had a spin. That was like – 
that was like some next level stuff. Right, exactly. A crossover and a spin. Now everybody has it. The shit yeah. that Kyrie Irving rolls out on a regular basis it would be mind-melting back in the 80s. I think Kyrie's crossover might be better than AI's crossover. Oh, blasphemy right there. I know. By the way, Steve Coulter, New Mexico State University. Who the fuck knows his guys better than me from the 80s? Steve Top Coulter. five Jerry Curl of all time. Skinny, yeah, skinny lanky dude with a Jerry Curl. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and speaking of guys that are good shooters and have a crossover, and let's talk about bad hair for a second. Where do you stand on Trey Young? I'll hang up and listen <laughs> I am off the air. I am intrigued by him because I have seen him four times start to finish. I've seen him. Have, have you seen him lately? Because he seen, hasn't hit a three in about a week. And he stopped. I saw a whole game where he like had like eight shots, but the team still won. He had like uh, 12 points. Ten assists. Right. He, I don't. I'm intrigued. Is, I don't know what he to was make of for, him. He was 0 for 9 the other night. He is 1 for his last 17, including 0 for 16. I don't know what to make of Trey. Yeah, I don't know what to make of him. Okay. I, All right. Before we go any further on that, what do you make of his hair? His hair is a debacle right now. Well, Have you seen Trey Young's hair? Gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull the curtain back, Dave. Okay. On the community. Yeah, okay. This is a, a, that's he's got light skin hair. Light okay. skin light skin hair. Is so he mixfolks.com? I think he's mixfolk.com. His dad played in the league. I think I am almost positive he is mixfolk.com. Now, you know, what's funny, they keep trying to compare him to Steph Curry, who is not mixfolk.com. Well, wait a minute. No, Steph Curry is kind of his no, his mom's Puerto Rican. I think. <laughs> Steph Curry mom, is not his mom's, his mom's beautiful. Clay Tom- his mom, mom is, is beautiful. Yeah. I love Clay Mrs. Tom- Curry. Clay Thompson's mcfolks.com. Steph Curry, not mcfolks.com. Okay. Well, so, something uh, something but, with the wiring of his hair DNA did yeah, not, yeah. Did not quite take because it's light, he's just got a mess. He's got light-skinned dude hair. And, and he should really just shave it or something. But it's kind of whatever. Are you a fan of his? I was. But now I'm looking at, at him as just a guy who jacks up 30-foot threes. And he's a good shooter, and he's good shooting it off the dribble, and he's got some good shake and bake, but teams are now adjusting. The market correction seems to be coming in on Trey Young. Now, LeBron said he should go pro, absolutely, and that probably is the case. When you're hot and you're being talked about as player of the year, you should go pro. Don't wait around. Don't wait around for them to see more flaws in your game. Let somebody draft you high and then figure it out as a pro. And as you know, it's not fun to go to school for some people. No, it's not. No, it's uh, anthropology 101 and midterm exams and all yeah. that shit. Not That's cool. So fun. Yes. Steve Kirk coaching or giving up coaching tonight. You got a problem oh, with that? F, F the Suns. Just shut. Don't lose by 50. That's how you negate that. Shut <laughs> the hell up. Don't suck. That's don't, your answer. Yeah, that's just I, – I, and, and another guy, Jared Dudley, shut up. He talks a lot too. Um, he was a, he's a ham and egger from Boston College. I remember because he was in the ACC when Maryland was there. Right. Shut up. Right. Don't what lose if, by 70. What if Steve Kerr let one of the high-rolling – Silicon Valley Tech That's Titans. That's different. That's different. Now I would have been pissed about that. Okay. But what if he let? What if he let a fan coach? I would have. I would have been pissed about that. Okay. But the, team, the mascot. No. <laughs> what what if, the, how about? I the don't know dan- if they have a mascot. How, how, how about, about a cheerleader? The, yeah. The, how about the dancing granny? Have you seen her? No. She's a, there's a fan from uh, from um, the Warriors. She's uh, she's not a granny. She's like fifty. They and, can be grannies. And she wears a, an ugly sweater, and they have her dance at halftime. 
Bro, bro, don't act like you don't know a 50-year-old grandmother. Oh, I no, I do. <laughs> have one at 16, have another one at 35, boom, like, you're done. Like Chris Rock 16 said. and 16, bing, bang, boom, you're a grandmother. Chris Rock said he could tell a guy's going to jail. If he called his grandmama mama and, and his, his mama, mama Pam, Pam. <laughs> he's going to jail. He's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, he's going to jail anyway. So, so in other words, it's who he lets coach that yeah, is the fact. It's a team thing. Don't get pissed. Up. Shut up. Okay. I'm pissed about that. Okay, fair, fair enough. Let's get into uh, scouting women and let's talk about this whole thing because uh, the SI swimsuit issue is out. I don't have the hard copy. I'm going to go pick it up as soon as I get to a Seven Eleven, which ought to be in five minutes. Because I want to talk about that. Why the Sports Illustrated is still on your radar. I like is it, it. Is it. Is it nostalgia? I like it, and here's the reason why it stayed relevant with me. They put athletes in the magazine every year now, okay. and I want to see the athletes. Now, did you see Paige Spiranak, the Instagram golfer slash Instagram model sensation who's been on hot on the scene for about, oh, five minutes in the grand scheme of things? She's been around for like a year, maybe, year and a half. But I, people said, ooh, look at this chick. She's super hot, and she can actually hit a golf ball in the air. I have not seen her, but okay. I do know that Sloan Stevens, tennis player, is in there. Yeah, and? and ding, ding, ding. Big fan. Big fan. Ring it up for that? Yes. Okay. So that's why I like the, the swimsuit issue. Now, as I was looking at the models and just clicking through, I saw one Ashley Graham, who has made her mark as her gig, her shtick, if it's shtick, is to be a plus-sized swimsuit model. She is featured in this year's SI Swimsuit issue. She was on the cover two years ago, right? She was on the cover two years ago. As I looked at her photos this year, Jay, I said to myself in my own little head, we are right on the edge of no, no, no. We've got to <laughs> dial it back just a bit. I think Ashley Graham is a very pretty woman. I think she's very hot as well. Yes. She's very pretty as well. But I, I got to believe... She's up 10 pounds from what she was <laughs> a year ago. But that's okay. She doesn't have to diet like the. By the way, the cover model, Danielle Harrington. And? L. I, Big I fan, was, huh? I was going to make a uh, a top uh, top five cover list. Yep. Danielle Harrington quickly said, oh, she's on that list. But back to Ashley Graham. Ashley so Graham so you a, don't think Ashley Graham in the current SI you don't think that place. you don't think that she has tipped over into the realm of nah, honey, you got to bring it back a little bit. That's her stick. She's plus size. You see some of those photos? I haven't seen them yet. I have to go. Oh, look. well, okay. I told you to do that. You're like, did you tell me to look? Well, I didn't tell you to look, but I went, when I brought this up a couple days ago via text, I, I, I like you her said though, so I don't you said you what... like her. You need you need to go look at the photos, and we can revisit it next okay. week. All right. I just okay. think she's on the outer edge. You look. know what? For for you, I think I will buy. I haven't bought one probably in like fifteen. Years. You don't have to buy it. Just go to si.com. If you had a computer in front of you right now, you could do it. But whatever. I actually My, do. You do? Well, then look, then do. go ahead. Go to SI.com, click on Swim, and then click on Ashley Graham, and you'll I, see him. <laughs> here's, here's the only thing I'm going to say as you're looking this up, and that is you can say body positivity and accept me for how God made me, and as long as I'm healthy and I'm active, you know, so what if I'm not a size two? And I get all that. I understand that. I've got daughters. I hear the comments from my youngest daughter all the time about I'm fat and I'm this and it's a real thing. It's the pressure on women is insane these days. That said, there is no denying that there is a certain healthy BMI for men and women. 
a that body very true. fat very true. indexed. Very, very and I am true. positive that Ashley Graham is not on the good side of whatever the recommended BMI is. I'm right. positive of that. She's got a little Sofia Vergara thing going on. Are you looking at her current I'm, lo- I'm looking photos. at There's a video. Well, don't I'm look st- at the video. I'm, st- I'm looking at what? Look at I'm the st- photos. I'm I want still, you to I want I'm, you to click through the photos. Go to SI swimsuit. Go to uh, right, models. Go. SI swimsuit models up top, and then go click on Ashley Graham and just just go through them and just tell me if you think that... Ashley Graham. Okay, I'm saying one. She's in a lovely red bikini. Oh, by the, by the way, this is so stupid. I'm what looking. What are you talking? She really? I'm taking her. F- I'm really? Sorry. I'm I didn't say her. would you take her. Uh, she's fine to me. She's fine. She looks like a normal woman. Most most women look like this. They're a not, lot, a uh, lot of women look like that. Not all though. There are much skinnier women than Ashley Graham. And I can't wait to see the guys on Twitter rip me for the Ashley Graham uh, is fine. Do you, do you like the one with the candy cane, red and white string bikini? Yes. And the and the and the cinnamon toasted buns. How about the one? <laughs> How about the- You're telling me, look at that photo, I, Jay, and I, say to yourself, nah, you got to bring it back. There's the candy cane one. I'm you got to bring it back 10 pounds. I, and, she's I, got, and she's got to do a little bit more leg work in the gym. Ashley, do your thing, girl. Okay. Well, there you go. Jay Cottrell, everybody, is trying to get into Ashley Graham's <laughs> bikini. <laughs> no, it's official. No, I, I, Ashley Graham is all right with me. Are you ready for my, you'd never believe it, world top five? Of women that make me melt. Ooh, this okay. one could shock you. Okay, whoa, whoa! I got okay. I'm writing this down. Number five, Amy Adams. Okay, we said I. It's a fine choice. Fine choice. Number four, the Spitfire lead singer, former lead singer of Paramore, actually still lead singer of Paramore, Haley Williams. I do know who she is. Another fine choice. Love that that girl. Number three, Paige Spiranak, but I only want to see her in golf clothes because in the SI swimsuit issue where she shot you know, photos, she can hang with all the other bikini models. She's got a body that that's good, that is as good as them. I just think in her natural golf clothes with like a nice tight-fitting top and a nice skirt, she looks even hotter because I'm a golf nerd, Jay. What I'm happened, like, to, the, golf, what happened to the one chick? Golf, what happened to Natalie Golf retired. Okay. Yeah, a, a she was never that good. She made a few Solheim Cup teams, but also she had a bad back. Okay. Probably from those pontoons up front. Oh, hey, oh. hey, no! easy, Chief. Number two, Lindsey Vaughn, because and, she is and an why not alpha badass downhill skier. I love that about her. The athleticism and the daredevilness of it is obviously something that elevates it for me, and I think she's totally hot and an athlete. So there's that. And number one. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh me off this podcast for saying you're it. You're gonna say flow from the from the no. <laughs> Go ahead. The number one, number one for me. She has something about her. All of her measurables are terrible. If you were to scouting combine her, mm-hmm. Sarah Bareilles, absolute Sarah, but what, unbelievable what smoke show. She does the she does uh, write me a love song and King of Anything and Brave that song. I want you to be brave. She is this sort of indie, sort of folk, sort of pop niche act. She's very cute. She's very cute. She's got a very distinctive nose. It's the okay. kind of nose that you go, how on earth could you think she's hot with that she nose? She looks like Billy, Billy Joel's daughter, Alexa Ray. Alexa Ray. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But like, 
if if I were if like if I were her boyfriend, which I've never dreamed about, no 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 more than once every other three days. <laughs> and if she'd be like, "Honey, I want to get a nose job," I would say, "You don't touch that thing. That's that. I love that. I love the distinctiveness of it." Okay. And and I love the fact I love her musical vibe. She is apparently a real potty mouth as well, which also is fucking attractive to me. Uh, her live shows, she swears all the time. I just think she's really talented and dynamic and unique. And there's something about her, Jay. That's my number one right there. I'm gonna have to out oh, next week. I will have my. Uh, you have RP, your top five. Okay. I will have my RPI rankings top five. That's okay. And, and I'm gonna have to tell you, and my my. Number two or number three is still. It's always Jennifer Aniston. Sorry, I'm letting you know right still, now. Still, still, she's still bringing it st- into her forties, into late forties. We mean almost fifty, right? Yeah, still bringing yeah. heat. All right, let's uh, oof, let's cool down with all this women talk and talk yes. baseball. Yeah, nothing like baseball to get the Stop old. Stop it! Stop it! The- <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I know you love baseball. Well, so with well, pitchers and catchers reporting, I want to know, Jay, if you were a baseball manager. What would be the first thing you would work on with your team in spring training? Uh, first I'm, thing. First drill, what would I have them do first? Yes. Because we always ran foul pole to foul pole. Let's go, boys. All right, when well, you say we, uh, tell people team. about your playing history. Yes, our high school team, we would run from foul pole. Mount St. Joseph's in foul Maryland. Foul pole to foul pole. Okay. And uh, we even did that. We even do that now in the over, uh, over 30 league. And you are playing over 30 baseball right now? This will be the swan songs, Zabin. This will be the last this year. This is it, huh? This is it. We're hanging them up. Where? Wh- well, I, mean, I, should, I should take some PEDs just to have a great year. What position are you playing? Still play second because I have nice. no arm. <laughs> can you get it to first accurately? I can get it or do to- you have Steve Sachs disease? <laughs> the, the yips. Do, do you have, do you have uh, who is the Yankee uh, with, the, with the, oh, the Yankee player that threw it over the head? Oh. Modern uh, guy. Uh, Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, Knobloch. Yeah. Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, yeah but no, run, run foul pole to foul pole. Uh, and then, of course, Zabin, we have to take infield and outfield. That's okay. the first thing. Okay. Infield, outfield. I thought bunting was always the first thing. That the first day of spring training, like, all right, guys. I have not seen a bunt in a major league game in probably five years. I think Moneyball ruined bunting. I think Moneyball said bunting was for suckers. That advancing the runner was bullshit. You just try to get on base. Walks are as good as hits. Moneyball. I heard Galdi just eviscerate Moneyball. I thought he. I mean, he's a analytics guy. No, I know, but there's different iterations of it. Like true Moneyball is so. It's like the Zubaz of analytics. It's the original one. Is nobody follows Moneyball anymore. Plus, Moneyball never won anything. Yeah, and I was going to say, and here's the thing about the movie. People love the romanticism. I, I saw that movie in the theater, and I think I was by myself. And I kept on going, wait a minute, the A's probably had the best pitching staff in baseball. <laughs> right. Mulder, Zito, and, and Hudson. And uh, they didn't win shit. And they didn't win shit. And then they had a roided up Miguel Tejada, yep. Eric Chavez Dang. at third. And I was like, wait a minute, how do you leave those guys out? <laughs> I, like, they, like, they, like they had a ragtag bunch of, you know, ragamuffins. No. No, they were all great players. They were no. just really cheap. Yeah, they they right. They had them when they were they cost nothing. Yeah, it's a miracle though that a movie about baseball and statistics did so well at the box office. Brad Pitt I guess was that's really good. In that. he, he was, was really, really good, good. and Jonah really Hill was really good. Yeah, but still, just to get your girl to buy in, like, what do you want to go see this weekend? Oh, let's go see this baseball movie about how on base percentage is actually the best thing to do, and we're gonna find cheap players who know how to. 
Like, you have to sell that to your girl. Like, we're going to go watch this movie instead of whatever you want want to watch. I guess they sell it with, hey, Brad Pitt's in it. Wait a minute. Do you, do you have your soundboard up? I do. What do you need? Uh, Robin Wright was in that. And I'd like your Ray Romano right now, please. Oh. I don't know about you, but my peenie just went, huh? Oh, Ray, Robin oh. Wright's super nice. <sighs> my super friend, nice. she was doing uh, House of Cards in Baltimore. And uh, one of the other producers said that he was eating breakfast and she was sitting next to him. And he ah. said, I'm not surprised that she did not have me arrested because you can do nothing but stare at her. That's how stunningly gorgeous she is up close. Wow. I'd just ask permission. I'd say, uh, <laughs> Ms. Wright, I'm going to stare at you. I will keep my hands above the table, but I am going to stare at you. You just know I that, right? love Princess yeah. Buttercup. What I would do is, if I were a baseball manager, as pitchers and catchers report, and then the rest of the team, the first thing I'd work on in spring training is every dumb shit play my team made the year before, and I'd say, we are not doing this again. Like with the Nats, I would I would tell Wilson Ramos, you're not getting caught off a of first base as the trail runner in a two-run game in the fifth game of a fucking playoff series, you <laughs> dumb shit. That one was shit. pretty bad. That one right. was pretty bad. Right. Of course, I don't think he's with the team this year, so it wouldn't matter. But I would go through, I'd have a, I'd have a reel. I'd have my staff put together a reel of every dumbass play. Every wrong cutoff guy hit. Every fuck up we made. With and I'd Benny say, Hill music. <laughs> right. And I'd say, all right, boys, we've now looked at this. We're going out in the field. We're going to practice all these situations. We won't, we'll make new dumb shit plays this year. We're not making the ones we made last year. Are you, uh, can we talk about the lack of signings from free agent? Yes. Thoughts? What about it? Well, the people I talk to, and I talk to smart people that know baseball, like Lavero, who I talked to this week on the podcast, he thinks that basically a lot of GMs and a lot of teams figured out most of these middling guys aren't worth it. Yes, thank you. Jake Arietta. while good four years ago, he is on the downside of his career. Anybody who gives him six for 140 or whatever he wants, you're insane. Right. Because you're only going to get two good years out of him. But Arietta, it was probably on the outlier of it because I think most of the rank and file guys – are just 285 hitters that have like 23 home runs, and they think, well, where's my payday? Because every year in the past, that basic stat profile got a $12 million a year deal for five years, or whatever the numbers are. I'm just making these up out of thin air. You're going to pay for for the guys right now. You're going to pay for past stuff, what they've done. You're not paying for what they're going to do. Now, next year, that is when they're going to have to pony up because you're getting Machado. Harper, I believe Trout might be a free agent next year. Yeah, that that next year will probably be yes. crazy. Now those guys are still in their pre- they're yeah. all like twenty five, twenty six. That's going to be the year. But I'm not giving Jake Arrieta a ton of money. No, every, that's not going to happen. Every article I read from the smart people that know baseball, whether it's Tim Kirkjian or any of these other guys or Ken Rosenthal, I hear them say they're not quite sure either. That they don't quite they they have. Well, there's a lot of ideas, there's a lot of threads going on with it, but they, no one really has a firm grasp. I wouldn't be shocked if there's some collusion going on as well, because you're telling me that all of a sudden every team figured out all these middling free agents aren't worth the money? Hmm, that's an interesting thing to come to a, a broad conclusion on all of a sudden. Well, I understand the Yankees and the Cubs and the Red Sox because they're going to use the salary, they're going to use that salary cap as their. Well, well we, yeah, they're, we they're, can't we can't go over this because right. we'll get taxed. I get that. Right, they're trying to get under the uh, the tax right now. But so. there's some guys who, like Mike Mustakis, is not does not have a job. J D Martinez, that's crazy. A switch hitting first baseman slash D H. Right, does not have a job. Right, maybe the Orioles should go at him. 
Oh God! Oh God! No. What are you talking? <laughs> Why are you laughing, man? We've got a lame duck GM. <laughs> we've got an owner who won't spend anything. What are you talking? You want to talk about shit show? The Orioles might be. No, they, that's not might be. They are the equivalent to the Redskins. It's bad. It it's is bad really up bad. there, yeah. isn't it, in Baltimore? It's, yeah. And I can do nothing but. Remember when, remember when Sid Thrift was the GM and they were going after free agents nobody would take their money? And he said, it's like we were offering Confederate money. Fog, the late Foghorn Leghorn, Sid Thrift. Sounded yeah. just like him. Yeah. All right, real quick before we get to fuck that guy and put a wrap on this thing. Black Panther movie. Have you seen it? Uh, it was funny. Uh, funny story. Um, that genre, Zabe, is not my thing. I don't like comic book movies. I don't like superhero. don't like any of that crap. Yeah, but so do, you, do, you, do, you see went, my, do you see my white fist in the air in support of you? Don't you have to see the movie for the cause? I went to the black meeting last week, and I was told I was okay that I, since I saw the NWA movie on the first night, the I, can, I can sit this one out. So I got, the, I got the dispensation okay that I don't have to see this one. The next one I will. But at, at the meeting, they were like, you're good. You're good. What time did that meeting start? <laughs> See, you really oh, want. <laughs> you really want to really start. Really <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think I got it. Racist. There, there, <laughs> there we, we go. go. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, speaking of racists, so I hear it's a really good movie, and I hear that it's really resonating in the community, which is nothing wrong with that. But there's been some crazy things that have you know come up from the movie, including. Some white woman who is going for, I guess, the wokest whitey in America award, which I don't think exists, who tweeted out, I want to see the movie, but I didn't want to be the one white person sucking all the black joy out of the theater. When is it okay for me to go see the movie? A week from now? She was basically asking people, yeah, I don't want to be a killjoy. Uh, for you know, being in there, like, hey, it's a white person watching this movie, this black comic book movie, and she was asking for when it would be safe to not offend anybody watching the movie. I feel bad sometimes for the Caucasians who go to black. Okay, great, and I'll t- make this quick. Uh, Django and Django Unchained. Remember that movie? Hell yeah! I saw that in the theater, movie. and I was sitting next to a white couple. I'm going to guess in their fifties, and that was me and my brother. And I think my nephew, my brother's the worst father ever. My nephew's like 11, saying Django Unchained. Please don't tell me the white couple was yelling at the screen. <laughs> no, no. Encouragement but for some of the horrible scenes in I the movie. I could tell because the N-word was flowing and they would look. I could tell the, the, the husband didn't want to laugh because I was sitting there. <laughs> and he, I, I knew it. Me, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> And I could tell, I should have, I, I was waiting for him to laugh. I, oh, you think this is funny? You Jesus. think slavery is funny? <laughs> that, would have been awful. That, that movie is easily one of my favorite movies of I all time. I love that movie. It, it rocked me to my core. I love that movie. Seldom that a movie just shakes you the fuck up and just is action-packed, interesting, great dialogue, completely wild characters, and, you know, has a larger... Not message per se. There's no great message. Of course, slavery was awful, but the the vivid depictions of some of the worst of it was enough to kind of make me, as I'm leaving the theater, kind of like hide my face. Like you know, I, I'm sorry. I I had nothing to do with any of this shit. But goddamn, am I ashamed of all? Carrie Washington on my list, by the way. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. So 
So in addition to that, the white folk trying to be woke saying, hey, when is it safe to go? Oh, you can go. I Shut know. up. No, I'm going to go at some point and see it. But some people say, some people are now saying that they should donate, Mar- or the studio should donate 25% of the proceeds because it's killing. It's doing great box office. 25% of the proceeds to black communities. What do you think about that app? What do you think about them apples, Jay? So every movie, na- God, enough. <laughs> and, the, and the reason they point to this, Jay, is because Spielberg donated his profits from Schindler's List because he didn't want to be seen as profiting off of something horrible like the Holocaust. But that's his profits only, and it's not the studio's profits. And people were quick to point out, well, if you do that, they're not going to make another one of these because there's a 25% drag on the return for the studios. Let Ryan Coogler do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> I, this is just... God. You know, by the, the word I'm so, getting... Somebody, somebody at TMZ, they had a clip from TMZ as they were talking about this story in the newsroom, leaning over the cubicles with Harvey, Harvey Levin yeah, and Harvey his Levin. giant soda cup. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the producers says, uh, yeah, but... Yeah, but Schindler's List didn't have sequel potential like the Black Panther. Yeah, because everybody said, was dead. Yeah, right. And, and somebody said, yeah, Schindler's List 2, checking it twice. <laughs> God. God. I'm like, like, that I is so wrong. What the hell did you say? I know. I didn't oh, say it. Somebody he, on TMZ you know said it. Don't blame me. what's going to happen now, Zabe? Somebody's going to say, I was outraged at what Zabe said. Well, then go ahead. Call your congressman. <laughs> uh, get this podcast fired. Get me fired from this podcast, and I'll stop making zero dollars for all this extra work I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good line. <laughs> Schindler's List 2, checking it twice. <laughs> Even Scott Lynn and Solly, my Jewish friends and coworkers, would laugh at that. Right? Well, Wouldn't Scott Lynn would. Uh, yeah, Solly yes, might yes, not he, laugh at it. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. All right, let's get this going, Jay. You ready? I'm ready. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Your nomination this week for Fuck That Guy. Now, this is from two weeks ago, and I meant to bring this up two weeks ago, and I should have during the Super Bowl. You were there. Did you happen to see or hear about the secondhand detail of the on-air rant between the two douchebags from Houston Radio? Oh, yeah. Josh Innes. Yes. Who famously caused waves in Philadelphia oh, and I, then I, got I, fired and I went was back there, to Houston. I was at training camp. He got into a fight. Where? At training camp. At Eagles training camp. Why were you at Eagles training camp? The Ravens. They were doing a thing with the okay. Ravens. Yeah. All, right. All right. Josh Ennis and some other Houston radio personality got into an arguing match, a shouting match, because I guess Ennis called him out. It sounds like Ennis was the one that started it. That seems to be his shtick. But, yes, I did see it. That didn't make you weep for the business that you love. That is, it has now become that. Between that and what's going on in Boston every week, does that make you just hold your head in shame? Am I the only one who's outraged by this? No? It's, you know what, Jay? I've long since absorbed douchebags like those guys as part and parcel of the circus that is sports radio. And those guys come and those guys go. They're not okay. built for the long haul I, because they're not building their act on talent and hard work. They're building it on, let me see what waves I can make. I, and usually they don't have wives and they don't have kids and they don't mind moving all over the place because it's a luxury they'd have. There's a lot more things that offend me in sports radio 
than this. But yes, I rolled my eyes at this and I said, okay, that was really good, you douchebag. I listened well to a guy on CBS, and I can't remember his name, I'm pissed now. He was doing a Sunday night show, and if anybody knows, tweet at uh, Control 34 and let me know his name. He had a thing that he was, and he was laughing every time he said it. We're going to do this thing now. We're going to have a, a sports team felony uh, fantasy league. If they get a gun charge, a rape, a a uh, battery charge, you get so many points. How is that even funny or even remotely? <laughs> it, that just I heard you know that. What? It's and not... it's on CBS. Oh, it's not God. even funny. Yeah, it's There's it's nothing... a little bit played. There have been leagues like that. It's like but, dead. It's like death pools. Are you in a but, death pool? That that's a whole that's the different thing. Really okay. gonna you gonna you think it's funny you know the, if know, a guy gets you know caught in a compromise and that's funny to you? Okay. It sounds like you're sensitive about that, Jay. I'm not sensitive, but have the problem some is respect. the NFL's cracked down too much on all of this. Uh, have some respect and have some, some respect. Talent. Wait, some respect for some NFL players who are complete no, no, mystery. Have some respect for the business and go to a little higher uh, level. That's oh. what I mean. Okay. I'm Joe Almighty so, tonight. So who are you giving your FTG to? Uh, sports radio guys. In general? In general. I'm one. Well, no, you're, you're not You're saying one. to me. You're not a sports me. radio nozzle. I'm a sports radio guy. I'm not a nozzle. Guys who have no talent. Those nozzles. That's what I mean. All right, Jay. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. We'll end with this on Valentine's Day. Great Instagram post. Instagram, Snapchat. I gotta. I really wish I knew what these things were. It's Bill Belichick on a beach. Here, there you go. That's all you need to know right there. Under the uh, mode of Bill Belichick is fully vacation operational. There's a photo of him on Instagram. There, got it. I looked at the logo. I think that's Instagram. Photo of him on Instagram with his lovely trophy girlfriend. Not second wife. He is divorced, but they're just boyfriend, girlfriend. Bill Belichick on the beach somewhere, secluded beach. Nobody else in the picture. Hard to tell exactly where it is. Could be anywhere. Mexico, Dominican, Caribbean, Bahamas, etc. And there's Belichick with uh, his lovely middle-aged smoke show bonus girlfriend Ms. Linda Holiday and it was her account that tweeted it I'm sure she badgered Bill like honey come on let me just post this photo of you please I love you she posted a picture of the two of them and the quote is you have bewitched me body and soul and I love I love I love you heart emoji and then she quotes pride and prejudice happy valentine's day rose 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 I guess the quotes from pride and prejudice there it is and Belichick is forcing the best Mo Sislakian smile he can muster. <laughs> I'm going to be sore tomorrow about this. But he's got an adapt or die t-shirt. He's got the seven rings visor. He's got these uh, island shorts with a sort of a nautical theme to them. Chill beach trunks. And he's got those sandals that are rubberized and have each toe individually wrapped as if you're just wearing this thick rubber skin around your feet. I don't know what they're called. I think they're called Vibrams. And I thought they were out. I thought they were hot for five minutes, and then people were like, no, this idea is dumb as shit. I'm not going to get these. Anyway, I know she had to rope him into it. I know this was her one ask that, of all the things, Bill Belichick, yeah, really not, uh, not into taking pictures. 
I know that's the one thing you probably didn't want to do, but everyone, every man, has their price for love and companionship, and I'm sure he said, okay, we'll let you do it. Go put it on your Instagram account. Have fun. That'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. You know the drill. Tell three friends. Leave a positive review if you can. Harangue people at work that this is the greatest podcast to ever listen to. Download, subscribe, all at the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, and more. And go get some shoes that have just little toes, fingers for toes, like Bill Belichick, and walk around somewhere nice with your girlfriend. Have a great day, and we will see you next time.